Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. You have Swiss and Greg on right now. We are going to cover two topics of the day. Number one, Rubix is a layer one blockchain. They just received $100 million of funding from a private equity company, a private equity firm in, I think, Singapore, um, LDA Capital. And they are building a layer one that I've never heard of before. So wanted to cover it. It's a huge funding round and did a little dive into what they're up to. But essentially, it doesn't sound like it's got all the buzzwords you're used to, but they do have some impressive logos and partnerships that they've secured. They seem to be building out a true enterprise blockchain to do everything they want. They're saying that they can do everything. So they are talking about the first and foremost bullet point, ESG and carbon credit provenance on their, what they call their, their green blockchain. They, they claim that they're 100% carbon free. And that, of course, I, I, I haven't dug into the Explorer to see what their usage looks like. But that's always the, the question I have is, okay, well, if it's truly fast and cheap and carbon free, then what does the usage look like? Is it comparable to, to Bitcoin or Ethereum? I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't looked that deeply. But they're going through their use cases. And the, the really interesting one to me was their NFT functionality. They're saying that they have a partnership with the YMCA. So they're trying to bring blockchain infrastructure to nonprofits, such as the YMCA. And that, that is really interesting to me. So those two bullet points are the ones I saw having the most information on the site and give me reason to think that there's a lot going on. There might, there seems to be a lot going on here if they could secure $100 million from this private equity group. But the other things that they talk about doing, uh, they say they can do central banking currencies, payments and stable coins. They could build security and KYC apps. You know, So there's a ton of buzzwords and a ton of stuff in, there, in here that is kind of like nauseating. But um, I wanted to just flag this because it's a huge deal and nobody's – I'm not seeing anybody talking about it. So I think there's value in just being plugged into – into these things and trying to learn more about it. I just want to put it on your radar. Have you, uh, Greg, ever heard of this this blockchain? Because I, I don't think we've, I've never seen this come up before. Um, no, until until you brought it up, I had not heard of it. I mean, I've done a little looking on their Twitter and everything. And I mean, like you said, it's a lot of buzzwords, a lot, you know, L1, green blockchain, fast transactions, all that stuff. But like you said, until we see how they can, um, deal with like the amount of transactions that some of these other chains like Ethereum have, like is, are they still going to be cheap and fast at that point? Cause a lot of, a lot of these blockchains are promising, you know, cheap, fast transactions. So what's the differentiating factor that they have? Yeah. And I mean, if you look at the coin gecko that it's, uh, this might be wrong, but they're saying coin gecko says that they have a fully diluted valuation, their token at 6.3 billion. That seems off because that would put it at number four in the top 10. So I think there's probably a glitch there. But this token has gone from a year ago, it was at 160 and now it's at 122. So down, but not bad. And like, I'm not really sure what's going on here. So this is a Singapore. I think it's just because of the geographies that we we're in. This seems to be super focused well i mean but they're working with the ymca right so 
Yeah. I'm not sure. I think this is a, probably some kind of geography play because they also have a partnership with Jupiter Meta, which is an NFT marketplace in India. So a global blockchain company, they must have some really tight connections in Singapore, but I think we got to watch, we got to watch these guys when they raise a hundred million. I mean, that, that puts, oh, yeah. that puts them on my radar. So uh, we'll be watching closely. We'll, we'll be following them and, Maybe try to reach out to them to to learn more directly. Have you tried? Is the blockchain um, like available to use yet, or are they still building it? Yeah, there's a RubixExplorer.com. You can go yeah. and and see statistics. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been around for over a year, so I would think it's. Yeah, I think they only have they have fourteen thousand three hundred fifty live nodes, and that's one of the things they claim is one of their benefits that anybody can run a node on a laptop. It's a super lightweight, apparently, client. And so this is one of those, I mean, they really check every single box that you'd want to see. Uh, They're a subnet system. So they claim that there's 6.8 million proof chains, whatever that is. I mean, I've never heard of anything like this. So it gives me a little bit of pause because I've never heard of, I mean, they they have a proof of pledge protocol that seems to be some kind of hybrid between proof of work and proof of stake. So, I mean, there's more work needed on our end to digging onto the white paper and maybe talk to some developers building on it. But you'd be surprised. One thing I've learned over the past, I'd say three months is there are a lot of blockchains out there that we never really hear about or, or see uh, talked about a lot, but there are building there are people building on these other chains that we just don't hear about because they're in stealth or they're bootstrapped on very little money. They're not focused on making a big buzz. But because of all of these hundreds of millions of dollars that have gone into this sector, there's a lot you don't hear about. So, um, you know, exactly. it's, it's, I think it's I think it's important to stay plugged into these these like offbeat chains and just just explore a little bit. So we'll dig in a little bit more and maybe we can try to get some of their developers or app builders on the, the podcast. I just wonder, uh, given the geography, if that's uh what that'll look like. I mean, they do say they have a, a office in the USA in um, Montana. So not something that you're, you're used to really, but we'll figure that out. Huh? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. My one, my one hesitancy with all these blockchains that try to claim to do everything is that's always been something where it's, if you try to appeal to everybody, who are you really appealing to? Right. You know, so it's kind of one of those, like, I almost would hope some of these chains would kind of focus on one thing and then build out. But I mean, I get it. You wanted to, you know, develop a full blockchain that does everything, but so does everybody else. So yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. I mean, like you said, it's a huge investment and if they're out there building and doing good work, I mean, yeah, let's, let's keep researching them. No doubt. Yeah. It's like uh, Jack of all trades, master of none type of thing. So exactly. we'll find out what's really going on. Cause they probably have to just say some of this stuff to, to please some partners or something, but we'll, we'll dig into it a little bit more and hopefully get them on. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So you had a, uh, some pretty interesting news here and I, I was really excited to read a little bit about the, the GameStop news. Uh, not so much for the marketplace, but the underlying, support that they've been building out for that yeah so gamestop so the big news is gamestop just launched their nft marketplace yesterday 
but that's that's kind of the overlying big news. This kind of goes back. So if you go back to February, GameStop and Immutable X, which is a layer two on Ethereum that kind of focuses on gaming or that's where their focus is. Um, they entered into a partnership for a hundred million dollar grant fund for creators of NFT technology and content. Um, also, they announced that the GameStop NFT marketplace is going to support Immutable X and all of the games and stuff being built on Immutable X in the near future. So then after that, in May, they released a digital asset wallet uh, akin to like a MetaMask that allows you know people to hold their assets, hold their NFTs, all of that good stuff that you can do on a wallet. And then yesterday, they released the beta version of their NFT marketplace. Currently, it is on the, or it supports Loopring L2, so it's not, you're not having to pay the Ethereum gas fees, you are able to get stuff, or pay a lot cheaper gas, and it is a lot quicker than the Ethereum network is currently. Um, there's only about 250 collections on the marketplace right now. Um, they all are curated, so you have to, you know, apply and go through the process of everything, so it is still a centralized, gated marketplace at the moment, which I personally don't know how I really, if I really like that or not, I would kind of, you know, obviously we're in crypto for the decentralization. So having a centralized entity come in like this, uh, it, it gives me mixed feelings. Uh, how do you feel about something like a centralized marketplace? Yeah, I think it's likely that we'll need to see a winner. We'll need to see some winning economics. This is my opinion. We'll need to see how some winning economics can actually prove out before we have a decentralized king in the NFT marketplace world, because I think OpenSea was going to go public. I don't know what's going on with them now. Probably not so great given the market the past six months, but um, I don't know if, if a decentralized player can do it for, for more uh, for at a cost effective rate compared to a centralized, then, then that would be notable, but we haven't even seen a centralized entity do it at a profitable pace yeah. yet. So until we see that, I would expect that to happen before we see a decentralized group do it better. Um, oh, that's a great point. Because I think the Coinbase marketplace, they spent a ton of money. I mean, this is this, this, this insanity of these companies have invested these tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, and yet we have yet to even have like a smooth, buttery user experience anywhere. Exactly. in any of this stuff and it's really frustrating so um until you get if you can't do it with that amount of money then it's hard to believe someone's going to be able to do it with a, a decentralized approach at a much smaller clip of a, of a war chest so i'm just kind of waiting to see that happen before i i think i think that's just the, the order of operations i could be wrong but um yeah i don't I don't draw too much fuss over it because I think yeah. there's there's definitely a way. I think there's definitely a way, but it's got to be organic. I don't think you can have these huge marketing expenditures um, like OpenSea and others that they that they rely on to get the, the flow of, of transactions. I think you have to have some kind of really superior user experience and some, some kind of word of mouth, maybe some paid peer-to-peer uh, -peer marketing some kind of incentive thing, like, you know, when PayPal and Dropbox, the way they would used to incentivize you for inviting your friends in, 
Um, oh, looks rare. Looks rare. There's a Ethereum marketplace. They incentivize people because you get uh, yep. rewards for how much you sell and buy. But then again, you get into wash trading. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just don't think that demand is there, dude. I just don't think that the the real organic demand is yeah. sustainable. If until it gets a little more interesting, like flipping profile pictures and this and that, like it seems like it's been a bit of a fad. Yeah. And I think that's one of the the things where I'm interested in this marketplace is because of their future partnership or current partnership with Immutable X, where they're looking to get into more of the gaming side of it and less of the PFP side of it. Well, dude, that's the thing is where I think we have to stay open-minded because I was watching this, uh, so Jason Calacanis interviewed this uh, game developer last week on This Week in Startups and super interesting to think about gaming, how it's evolved. And there was, uh, I got into a rabbit hole on Wikipedia. There was this game that came out in the 80s that was basically like the first MMO. And so up until this point, a graphical MMO RPG. And up until that point, they were all MUDs, which was just a multi-user dungeon where you would type like the Zork game where you would type like North, South, East, West to move through a dungeon and like type commands. So this game came out in the eighties and it was really crazy to, I can't remember what it's called. I'm blanking on the name. Um, but it, it was just really insane to think about how all these features of like, Oh wow. just having two people in the same like room in the graphical way, super eight bit, like simple graphics on like MS DOS or something, you know, it was really cr- revolutionary and so um they had like a whole content release like think about the big mmos today how they go through expansion packs and stuff like they had this whole thing then the same type of thing um the rollout and i never really heard about it before and i I used to play a lot of mmos so i i think we just have to stay open-minded about um how these could potentially become monetized someday and it's interesting technology but um remaining extremely skeptical when somebody talks a high note of promise is key. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I think like this marketplace, the way what's really interesting to me about this marketplace is the, the grant program that they've set up a hundred million dollars trying to bring people in. I think there's a lot to be said for that. That's, that's a ton of money. Now that came out in February, which was right before everything really started to, to turn um, in crypto, but you know that's a lot of money that they dedicated to this. So, well, I think the fact too that they they haven't pulled the fund back; they're still going forward with it. They're still saying it's a hundred million dollar fund. Um, that's good, and the fact that it's a this is a you know a, a reputable L two that has has a good amount of users, has a good like game base that they're building right now. It's not just GameStop out here trying to like build their own blockchain, for instance. So I think at least they're taking the right steps. Now let's see if that actually produces anything. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool to see some trying to innovate, trying to to, to be in, in plugged into the latest and greatest. What would be really sweet is if we could find somebody to interview who has won some piece of this grant, somebody who applied to this and got it um, and see what they're doing. But I don't know if they have a list of of uh, recipients. From what I can tell, it almost seems like they 
they had announced it in February, but they actually aren't going to, it looks like they're going to start doing the grants like now, now that the marketplace is active. So it Got might it. be something where some of the grants have even been given out yet. Got it. Okay. But yeah, once they do, I think that would definitely be interesting to get somebody on and kind of see, it seems like they're looking to give, you know, full support from their website. It looks like they're going to try to help in every way they can. So I think if it's something where there's people that want to kind of get into it, but they're a little cautious or gaming studios that want to look into it, it could be a good, a good rev or a good avenue um, to get some money to build something. Yeah, I think I'll be following them and watching for announcements for that. What they'll probably do is announce like their first cohort. There'll be a group of people, a group yep. of teams that, that get like the first round of funding out of this thing. And then they'll all have some bios and stuff. So I'll be watching for that because this is this is a, a big fund again. I mean, these like another hundred million dollars here, a hundred million dollars there. I mean, it's like kind of insane. We're we're just still seeing all this this funding hit the space. So um, it's good to see though. I'm I'm glad that companies are still being funded and builders are still being funded, and we we're still seeing stuff. It's not you know all gone to a halt. Completely agree. And I mean, this we're just scratching the surface. Like we literally have links on links on links to go over on all these companies getting funded in the space. So we'll be back tomorrow. I, I think that's about it for us right now. Yeah. Um, we're kind of hitting time. So we'll have more deals to talk about tomorrow and looking forward to following up then. Thanks for hopping on, Greg. Sounds good. Have a good one, Swiss.